we respect each other, those are the things that start to reflect in the environment. What's up, folks? Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alphonse Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. I'm just going to do the whole episode in a facepalm position, man. I'm telling you what. Look here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spend, I spend, now it's, now it's an effort to get my, my hand off of my face. You know, it's, it's pretty much glued here. So lay it on me, brother. I know, right? It's, it's like, it's, we, we, right now we are in facepalm emoji mode. Uh, and, and kind of one of the reasons, and you know, if you're in facepalm emoji mode, it's probably because you're sitting next to pregnant dude mode or pregnant dude emoji. But, but look, <laughs> man. Okay, folks, virtue signal. You know why we do this? Because we have to establish, we, we're trying to bring it back into the lane of what virtue is aside from what, you know, people, you know, pervert is virtue. And this right here, Bill, I, I caught this with on, um, uh, olive, olive branch, olive branch. Uh, ministries and this report is concerning uh, uh, the tw the 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference uh, or COP 27, right? Man, perfect. And included in what they want to do, man, and they're doing this on Mount Sinai. Is uh, they want to make they're 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 saying we're not rewriting the Ten Commandments. Uh, we're just making an addendum to it. We're reimagining them. We're doing a soft reboot of them. <laughs> Thank you. How, how long we've been saying, Bill, is that these people live in imagination land, right? Uh, so the globalist, if you will, and, and ever since back on PJTV, I've, I've long been saying, it's like, look, man, this whole environmental, this environmentalist movement is just neo-paganism. These people have positioned themselves as basically the priest of terror, if you will. That's right. Right? So, and <clears throat> now they accuse, you know, right-wing Christian people like me who are, who are saying, and they, they want to assume that we want to establish a theocracy. It's like, no, absolutely not. That is, that's not what we want. We're not called, that's not our directive at all. But you have these climatologists and these environmentalists who are coming together, who want to make it a law. This, this is a law that is already encompassing the world. These regulations and these policies and these sanctions that we have to adhere to According to their religion, it is a global state-sponsored religion that even in America that we're having to adhere to. And, and it goes right over people's head. But an addendum, they want to make an addendum to the Ten Commandments. Um, is our, and you've spoken about this a lot, about basically this God complex that these people have. Is, is How much more do we need, Bill, to show that um, these people are, are trying to position themselves as gods on earth from this to who's that, who's that nut? Uh, uh, Noah, Yuval. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know. Okay, well, can you give me one of the, an example of one, just one of these new commandments? Do you happen to remember one? I, I, I tell you what, Bill, I honestly, every, okay, so everything about the bill is, in a nutshell, is uh, Th Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not fill in the blank the earth. Is is basically you you have to. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's basically about idol worship of the earth. It's 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 all that. Nice thing about your use of idol worship there is you could also spell that I D L E worship. You know. Uh huh. Um, so look, I think my my 
thinking on this has gone to basically down to to brass tacks. And I'm actually at the point now where I'm just setting traps for people. <laughs> I saw Pierce Morgan in some tiny little clip that had nothing to do with anything. And somebody said, well, you believe in the climate crisis, don't you? He said, yes, of course. Of, of course. So when I hear that, I just want to jump in and say, let me let me just ask you to, to explain the climate crisis for me, right? You're saying that CO2 emissions are increasing. Okay. And that and that temperatures are rising. Okay. That might be true too. And it might be caused by human emissions. Go on. Well, if we let this go on much longer, the planet will die. And so we have to save the planet. And I want to run into one of these people and I want to say to them, what parts per million of carbon dioxide will it take to kill the planet? You're talking about it being imminent. So right now, I don't know. I haven't checked it this week, but it's around 430 parts per million, right? So I want to say to them, what what parts per million are we going to have to stay under to save the planet? In other, or or better, what is the red line that we cross from which there's no return? Because they're always telling us, you know, this is it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Sea levels are coming. All that stuff too, right? I want I want them to give me a number, because because what I know for an absolute scientific fact, and they know it is that 80 million years ago, in the center of America, where Kansas is now, it was 3,000 parts per million, mm. right? 3,000. Now, there was an awful lot of uh, sea level rise. The whole center of the country was an inland ocean. I'm not saying I'm in favor of that, but that entire environment was filled with you know, hundreds of thousands of species. Now it's just grass. Now that we've got to this dangerously low level of carbon dioxide. But but the thing of, of it is though, and this is how you can tell that they're lying, right? Mm. There's a there's a number of ways to tell that this thing is not what they say it is. And look, this is why I no longer get into the weeds about whether or not the, the temperature's rising, whether or not humans are causing it. I'm not even going to go down that road, right? I'm I'm not. I'm just going to say, well, just grant your premise. Okay, great. But if we're in immediate catastrophic danger, that means you're talking about 500 parts per million. Well, it's been 3,000. And not only not only has it been 3,000 parts per million. But the planet recovered from 3,000 parts per million, mm. right? It, it, it was at 3,000 parts per million 80 million years ago, and the earth didn't burn up, didn't burn to a cinder. You're, you're, you are, I'm going to, uh, I'm not saying I agree with what I'm about to say. I'm going to say, I am going to grant you your, your premise Okay, just because it's not relevant to the main point, I'm going to grant your premise. I'm going to accept all of the rising temperature charts that you give. I, I don't. Again, I'm not necessarily saying I believe in those things, but I'm going to grant it. You got it. Okay, great. You are saying to people that the planet is going to die, and now we have people gluing themselves to you know to to uh, in art galleries. And, and they're doing this because they believe that there's four or five years left. And if we don't start eating bugs real quick, then the earth is going to die. And that is a provable, 100% obvious lie. And so what that does to me is it makes me want to say to the climatologist, look, you are telling people that the earth is about to die when you know as well as I do that it's not about to die. In fact, it's getting greener. Now, it may be changing. Okay, but it's not dying. We both know it. So... Why are you why are you putting out this level of panic? The only reason you'd be putting out that level of panic is because you have a political objective. Mm -hmm. Because if you were really just doing the science, then you would tell us what 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 
Earth would look like at 500 parts per million or 700 parts per million. You would tell, you say, we would expect that we would see a sea level rise of this or so on and so forth, but no one would be talking about the planet dying. And when, when it went from global warming to climate change, which can be anything, mm -hmm. right? That's the first indication that there's a scam going on because the climate is always changing. My last day at PJTV, I'm sorry, my last day at the editing company I worked for before I went to PJTV, they had hired a new producer and I was kind of the staff, you know, uh, conservative. Everybody gave my room a wide berth because they might hear something and change their mind about things. <laughs> and they hired a new producer. She's a 24 year old, you know, woman. And I'm in the, you know, in the little, it's not even a cafeteria, it's a coffee room. And I'm making myself some coffee. And she comes in and not, hi, how are you? Nothing. She just said, you must be that conservative I heard about. I said, yeah, nice to meet you. And without any anything, just right off the bat, she says, well, I, so I suppose you don't care about uh, preserving the climate, do you? And I said, well, what, what, what climate would you like to preserve? Huh? Do you want to preserve the temperatures at 1950? Do you want to preserve the temperatures at 1480? Do you want to preserve the temperatures of, of 80,000 years ago when there were two miles of ice above Kansas? Do you want to preserve the temperatures of 80 million years ago when there was a, a, a mile deep ocean, right? This change happened before we arrived on the scene. And since it's constantly in change, if you're saying, if you're saying to me, I, I'm, I'm not worried about changing the, the, the climate, the climate is a heartbeat. You're the ones that want this thing flatlined. You're the mm. ones that, that, that want to, <laughs> to flatline it. It doesn't matter to me if it's going up or going down. If, if, if you look back at the magnitude of where it's been, we are not anywhere near that. Now, again, I'm gonna grant you your premise that humans are pouring all this carbon in there. Okay, great. But there's no way in hell that we're gonna to get to, to seven, 800 parts per million, let alone 3000. And you know it. So why are you instigating this panic unless it's because you want to control people and you have to scare them to death? And this is exactly what they've done. And, and companies are advertising into this delusion, you know, uh, you know, you, you, our new Ajax, you know, is, a, is environmentally friendly. You know, you buy my product and and, and you'll save the planet. Mm -hmm. Earth doesn't need your help. Earth has been through much, much worse than anything we can dish out to it, including, by the way, the detonation of every single nuclear weapon on the planet. That wouldn't be a good day. But Earth has been through things that are uh, literally trillions of times more damaging than that. And uh, and she somehow manages to survive. Absolutely, man. And, that's, and these folks, that's what they're all about is control. They want to control whether it's guns, birth control, population control, control the weather. That's just they're flipping control freaks. And uh, so you would think also, it's, considering how much they love trees, these tree huggers, you would think that they would be happy with all the CO2 because trees love CO2. Earth has never been this green yeah. since humans since humans have been here. You would think that they would be happy. Oh, the trees are just getting all this carbon dioxide. They're so happy. And it's almost like this, this idea of displacement like escapes them. Like they'll talk about how the glaciers are melting on one side. So okay, yeah, sure, they're melting on one side, but they're, you know, they're they're actually accumulating on the other side of what you're talking about. And it's not Even like it's not like it's not like you're gonna have a bunch of people going up to to the uh, the North Pole to to see if you're right or wrong, <laughs> so they can just go ahead and depend on say yeah they can make up whatever narrative they want. I'm not gonna take a tour to the North Pole and see if it's true or not. See, this is why this is why I don't ever want to get into the into the argument of the evidence with them mm -hmm. because because it, yeah. it misses the entire point. Look, 
let's say glaciers are disappearing. Let's say that's true, right? And let's say that they're not appearing somewhere else. The glaciers are receding. Okay. At what point do we want to fix the glaciers? Where do we want the glacier to end? right? Because those glaciers covered the center of the country with two miles of ice. And no one was looking at that as an optimal situation. <laughs> the, earth could, the earth has feedback mechanisms to protect it against very high levels of carbon dioxide. But, but if CO2 drops below about 160 parts per million, then plants do not have enough CO2 to continue to grow. And then the whole thing falls apart. Then you get snowball earth, right? Mm. So, so you... I've always found that the best way to, to defeat a, a ridiculous argument was to just grant it, right? Grant it. Mm -hmm. I, I was recently back in Florida and I was on Key Biscayne where I grew up and, and I, was, I was walking along a seawall where I grew up and that water level didn't look any higher to me, you know? Now, maybe it is. Maybe it is a little bit higher, okay? But, and maybe we're causing it, but... That's not killing the planet. And this is where I think people who are against this climate hysteria, I think this is where they need to stand because otherwise they're going to present numbers and, and, and you're going to present some numbers. And, and then it's just an argument about numbers and they, they win because they control the information. Right. Go right to the source. Let's say, that you're, let's say that your computer models for once are absolutely correct. Let's just say that for once you got it absolutely right. You can throw that little barb in there, you know, <laughs> but let's just say you got it right for once. Would this continued growth kill the planet? And if they say yes, then they're going to have to answer to me for 80 million years ago, 3000 parts per million. Mm -hmm. and, and they can't, yeah. they, they simply cannot. So all of this idea that the argument they make is, no, no, you don't understand. It's it's like a forcing issue. It's not like things are going to literally continue to increase. It's just that if they increase just a tiny little bit more, then that'll unleash all of these other things like the methane coming out of the ocean or you know all, all that stuff. Again, to which my reply is, okay, okay. The earth was at 3,000 parts per million and it not only recovered, it overcompensated to the point where there was all of this ice. If you were living and humans were around 50,000 years ago, there were humans, I don't know if they were on North America, I think there probably were, but there were certainly humans living all throughout Europe and Asia when those, when those ice sheets were covering virtually all of the inhabitable land of, of Europe and Canada and, and most of the United States, right? And you're looking up at, at two miles of ice, You'd be glad to see that recede. So, so this is this is why my point I think is such an important one. It's not. I'm not going to argue whether it's receding or not. I'm just not going to argue that. I'm going to say, where, where do we want the glaciers to be, mm. right? Where do we want them to be? Because they'll show you a picture of what the glaciers look like in 1950, and then they'll show it to you today, and the glacier has receded. And my response to them is, okay, so what we have to do is we have to control our carbon emissions to the point where the glacier will come back to where it was in 1950. But God knows we don't want it to go any further because we've seen what happened there, right? The whole thing is just so arbitrary and yes. so and so ridiculous. And, and that's why I think you need to call them out on the premise, not on the data, on the premise. And, and the premise is provably false. Whether the data is false or not is a certainly open for discussion, but I'm not going to I'm not going to get in the mud with them on that one. 
Sure, man. And, and see, now what, exactly what you're talking about is a religion that nobody can live up to. This is a religion with them. It is absolutely. It's a religious belief, absolutely. Yes. And, and there are blasphemers and there are heretics and there are, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And who, who can live up to this religion? Nobody can. It's always changing. And that's one of the problems that I have with them uh, um, talking about making this addendum, which I want to get to in a second. But you know, it's, you're right. You talk about this ice age. Okay, so... What facilitated this ice age? Were there was there an industrious uh, population of these homo yeah, who's, sapiens? Whose SUVs? Whose yeah. SUVs cause it cause it to get to three thousand parts per million? Right. So yeah, uh, 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 this this big industrial revolution of these homo sapiens that were here. I mean, I don't see how that they could have they could have caused this. But because this is coming off of um, the re the religious implications of this, um, number one. The obsession with the oceans rising and, and it's going to flood over the earth. Bill, everything that these people do is to try to discredit or pull people away from what the Lord has said in the beginning. All of it, even for even whether it's transgenderism, all, all of it. when God says, look, you're a man and you're a woman. OK, there's mm -hmm. no reason for me to create two people. I could just create one person and that person could be trans. Well, I didn't do that. There's a man and there's a woman. But you see people trying to fly in the face of this very basic biological truth. Right. It's the single biological. It's, truth. it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's shared by every species on the planet that I know of, except for microbes. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and the Lord didn't say that we're asexual or we reproduce by binary fission. It's like, look, you're a man, you're a woman. This is how we're going to do this. Right. Right. So and the same thing is with the flood. They're trying to create this hell on earth where we're going to make the, 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 the world overflow in the face of the Lord saying himself, hey, look, no, I'm going to make a coven with you. I am never going to flood the world again. The world will never be flooded over again. Right. They're mm -hmm. trying to threaten people in the face of that. So when you have these people who are trying to make this addendum, they're trying to assume that we have authority over the earth that no God does. And they try to make it like it's all the same God. And, and they're, they have this uh, commission by him to be able to, uh, uh, or not even commission, but can, can, uh, um, can step over his authority and right. give you something else. And, and the world is more and more going along with it. And that's why I say so much, Bill, it's like, look, folks, if you want to be, if you want to be trained up in this and you want to be prepared for it, read the scriptures. This, this ain't nothing new as far as the scriptures go. The scriptures have always warned us about this, like this right here, for example. I'm afraid, however, that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may be led astray from your simple and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims a Jesus other than the one we proclaim, or if you receive a different spirit than the one you receive or a different, different gospel than the one you accepted, you put up with it way too easily. These people are falling head over heels for this different gospel that they could be a good person and redeemed if they just show that they show their love and yes. devotion to the earth. 
Yes, and and if they do good works, yes, right? that's part of the equation. You must do good works. You must you must cut your carbon emissions. You must live in, in in with less air conditioning, less heating. You don't get to drive your car. All of that stuff. You have to do good works to get into this heaven, right? There's no there's no grace in this in this view. And mm-hmm. when they and when they attach these things to the Ten Commandments, they started out their political agenda by attaching science to them, saying, "Well, you can argue with us and disagree with us, but science is on our side." And mm-hmm. what they're doing now is they're attaching themselves to to holiness too. They're attaching themselves to divinity. Yes. Not only is science on our side, God's on our side, and they are doing that by simply associating it with the Ten Commandments, right? Mm-hmm. It's an addendum to the Ten Commandments. Okay, a lot of people take the Ten Commandments seriously, so if the, if there's an addendum to them, then I guess God must be telling us, you know, to, to, to watch the planet. When I heard, when I first saw her and first heard her, Greta Thunberg, Thunberg okay. you know who I'm talking about. How dare when you? She, when I saw, how dare you, how dare you? <laughs> My first thought when I when I saw that uh, little girl, honest to God, this is my first thought. I went. I said to myself, she is going to live such a miserable life mm. when none of this happens. You know, <laughs> imagine how miserable that would be, right? Not again. I'm not saying the climate's not going to change a little bit, but but Greta is not going to live to see the uh, the Earth submerged in water or catch fire because mm. that's not going to happen, mm. right? It's just not going to happen. And and I often wonder what it will take. I used to think that it would take an actual solid prediction, which was what Al Gore made in in, in Inconvenient Truth. He said, we have 10 years to solve this problem, right? That came out in 2003. And this is why Rush Limbaugh is a genius and the rest of us are just aping him. (laughs) The second that that statement was made, he started a 10-year death clock, right? It's just counting down constantly. 10 years from now, and sure enough, in 2015, we were told there's not going to be any more snow, there's not going to be any more this, the ice caps will be melted in the in the summer, all of that. Well, the death, the death time came and passed, and it's almost doubled the 10 years, right? And 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 these people are buying real estate on the beach. Yep. And and that is an indication. The indication that they're using private jets to fly to climate conferences is an indication that they know this is a lie. One of the first examples I ever used about this was uh I said, look, let's just say for the sake of the argument that you are convinced by the science that eating olives is going to cause the destruction of the earth, right? It's that eating, it's it's not even growing olives. Me eating olives, humans eating olives are what going to, are what's going to cause the destruction of the earth. If I genuinely believe that, you would never see me eat another olive again, ever. I would do whatever I had to do to not eat an olive. If I believed in the climate thing, I would walk there. But I sure as hell wouldn't eat six times as many olives as the person living next to me, which is what Al Gore's electrical bill was, right? Mm. If I really believed it, I, would, I wouldn't do it. And, and Glenn Reynolds at Instapundit, has, uh, as usual, just nailed this in a sentence. He said, I'll start believing that it's a crisis when the people who are telling me it's a crisis start acting like it's a crisis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And, you know, the other thing that I uh, the main thing that I have a uh, issue that I have, you know, with these people making this addendum, if you will, is that the godless and, you know, uh, basically, you know, dealing with, you know, folks here in America and, and abroad, one of the main excuses that they use to, to, to discredit the Bible or to, to, to say that the Bible is not, um, you know, valid is that they say that the Bible's constantly being changed. I'm like, really? How, how did they get to that? You know, it's, it, well, exactly. How do you, how do you get to that point? Well, and they, and they do a, a whole bunch of contortions in mental gymnastics to try to to try to prove that the Bible's been rewritten or changed. And and there there are 
uh, so-called holy books that have been changed. But the thing is, how are y'all going to come and try to discredit the Bible and say that it's not valid when it's because it has been changed, but you're okay with these people assuming to go to Mount Sinai and make an addendum to the Bible. Now they're going to make an addendum to the law. So we see that, and, and these people are the very ones who themselves who try to say that the scriptures need to be changed. They need to be updated. It's like, well, you discredit the Bible because you assume that it's being written, rewritten while you guys are suggesting rewriting it. It's like, you know, Democrats, I've, I hear Democrats saying that the constitution needs to be rewritten. And I'm like, okay, you guys did rewrite a constitution and that didn't turn out too good. You have the constitution yeah. of the Confederate States. So they, they try to discredit something because it's been rewritten when they're the very ones who want to do the rewrites of it. Well, they, they discredit it because it's inhibiting their, their drive to power. Yes. That, that's the religion. The religion isn't even earth worship. It's power worship. That's the religion. And, and the reason we settled on, um, on climate change as the great terrifier, right? The <laughs> ultimate lever to get them to do what, what they want us to do is because it's unprovable. Mm. The fact that Al Gore, not, not when I say unprovable, I'm not saying they can't prove a temperature change or a sea level rise, right? The catastrophe is unprovable. The catastrophe is always yes. right in front of us as far as what they say, but there, it is never in any danger of happening. You know, and, and by the way, just as an interesting point, this is what climate change has in common with the reparations movement. You know what that is? No one has ever defined what those reparations would consist of. I have never, ever heard a single person, not one, on any side of this debate say, this is what we want. They just say, we want this and you owe us. But they never tell you what they want. They never say $180,000. They never say $17 million. They never say anything because it would be conceivable that you could actually pay that. I'm not saying you should, but you could. Right. And so and so when you keep things this vague, it is a perpetual weapon. They don't want reparations. The people in charge of this thing don't want reparations because if they got reparations, they would lose their most powerful argument. Yes. And, and so they have to keep complaining about the lack of reparations. But no one has ever said ever we want X number of dollars. Well, you, you, and, and 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 frankly, uh, I've mentioned this before, and frankly, since we're just printing money now, it doesn't matter. Right. If, if 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 it turned out they wanted two hundred thousand dollars, and you had to sign a paper that says this is how legal, this is how reparations work, right? Reparations are to make you whole. Forget the fact that these people were not directly injured. Forget the fact that the people paying for it didn't do the injuring, right? But in order to get that check for a hundred thousand dollars, you have to sign a document that says that by accepting this hundred thousand dollars you have now been made whole and you no longer get to use this racist argument anymore. It's done, right? I'd be in favor of printing up a couple trillion dollars to, to do that. People of integrity, people, black people, Hispanic people, anybody who, who theoretically could have qualified for this, people of integrity wouldn't take the money. Mm. But the people who do the, the bitching about it would. And you, you know, you can solve two problems at once. You wanna have, you wanna have a stimulus, great. Here's, here's, your, here's, your, here's your money. Now you sign a legal document and we don't want to hear you bitching about this again. I know that's off topic from the environment thing, but it's, it's the, it's the, it's the uncatchable yeah. boogeyman, right? 
no matter how far you run after it, it will always be out of reach, but it will always be right there at your fingertips. Oh man, you could you could just you could play it as a political tool all day, and you're you're exactly right. And and they're they're quite relevant, really, in terms of of how people use them and and abuse them, if you will. You know, and for uh, you know people looking at for for reparations, you can't really put a number to it. I mean, the standard is basically uh, the forty acres and a mule. Right. We want our 40 acres in a mule. And it's like, it, as we've talked about before, man, it's like, look, you, the, the Republicans are the ones who facilitated that. You know, General Sherman made that a field order. Lincoln approved it and Lincoln was assassinated. And then Democrats revoked it. They canceled yep. the order. Right. Of so course it is. so as, as I said, if you want your 40 acres in a mule, go see the Democrat Party to actually give it to you out of their pocket, not take it out of somebody else's. I mean, they've even got the party symbol. So you know where to go. You know, the, the, go look to the Democrat Party for that. Yeah, don't uh, be an ass. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And, and and that is shown even with the and just, you know, to let you all know that reparations ain't going to do anything for you. It's not going to make you happy. OK, it's 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 even if for for a lot of, you know, my black folks that are, are into scripture, they call themselves Christians. You look at the Bible and it's going to show you something they're going to make you happy. Israel got reparations. They left with the wealth of Egypt. The Egypt, the Egyptians were throwing their wealth at them and say, OK, bye, please leave. OK, they left with the wealth of Egypt and they wanted to go back to Egypt. <laughs> they, they to, were, to they, slavery because it was certain. Exactly. They cursed Moses and said, man, we could go back to Egypt. Right. So the reparations are not going to make you happy. And this idea that you can come up with some sort of addendum that is going to make you a better person and your salvation and your redemption is going to be facilitated to you by the by the Mother Earth. And, and, and these people, they all assume that they're serving the same purpose, maybe the same God or whichever. And they're all different religions and all that sort of stuff. And they and and just, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please go ahead. I was just going to say to just wrap this up, the, the idea of the ever receding boogeyman that you can't catch, right? So, so they'll always tell you that if we continue this in a century, this will happen, right? Mm. And and my response to that would be, how how do you know this is going to happen in a century? And they'll say, well, because that's what our computer models tell us. Mm. I say, okay, fair enough. Your computer models tell you that this will be the case in a century. So, what do your computer models tell you will be the case in five years? Because you've modeled this out, right? You you can't simply go from here to the next century. You're saying, here's what's happening on an incremental basis, and then it will get to this point. So if you know where it's going to be in, in 100 years, why don't you just tell us where it's going to be in five years? Because then we can take skeptics and believers alike, and we can go out and measure sea levels around the world, and we will be able to experimentally test whether or not your model is representing accurate data. And if it isn't, then you are in a bit of trouble here, right? That's what science is. Science isn't just taking their word for it. It's a complex subject. It's like, okay, what do the models predict for five years? Great. I don't care what the number is. Half an inch of sea level rise, a tenth of an inch of sea level. I don't care. What I want to do is I want to go out and take a bunch of skeptics and a bunch of true believers, come to agreement on what sea levels are right this second, Right. And then I want to compare that in a reasonable time frame that is reachable. In other words, I want to put a wall in front of that boogeyman beyond which he cannot run. Right. Mm. He's good. He gets to run to the five year wall, not the hundred year wall, because we'll never catch him. He gets to run to the five year wall. And then we get to see whether or not they're accurate or whether or not they're telling whether or not their models work. Yes. And and that's why the fact that they won't do that is about as good as evidence as you can find that they're fully aware of what they're selling. Absolutely, man. And, and that's, that, that, I, that, that'd be a test I, I could subscribe to 
And the thing is, these people are talking about, you know, this love for the earth. Folks, if you want to love the earth, the best way to do that or show, you know, show respect for your environment and stuff like that. If you if you can't have respect for people first, if you try to respect the earth person uh, first, you're going to do people dirty. People are going to be miserable. And that's why you have so many people, uh, you know, in these places where there's such a high concentration of all this earth worship and stuff like that. They're miserable people because they're doing it in a they reverse are. order. You know, they love the and they believe humans are a cancer on the planet and yes. they're humans. They think that the best thing I can do morally is to off myself. Yeah, well, uh, or somebody else off themselves because they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every time I hear that, I say you you go first, you go and, first. Then, and, then, yeah, and then we'll follow your example. Maybe yeah, think it over. I mean, not that we're you know uh, encouraging that, but I'm just saying, hey, practice what you preach. Since you guys absolutely are be, lead the way, yeah. man. Yes, lead if, the way. If you guys are going to be religious about it, you know, uh, <laughs> go ahead and handle it. But you know, the thing is, you have these different people, and you, whether science is their religion or whether the religion is is coming from another part of the world. They've kind of duped themselves into thinking that it's all the same thing, and it's not. The Lord himself is like, look, man, I am the way, all right? I am the way, not your religion, not religion, I, I period. And I'm not going to come to you as one person and give each one of you a different message. I'm not going to do that. My message is always going to be consistent because I am one person. And, you know, but you have these people who are going to do that. And the, the, the commandment consolidated is right here. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, and strength. And then from there, love your neighbor as yourself. And when you love your neighbor, you'll do things like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should pick up my trash. And maybe I should even pick up his trash. Exactly. Not forever, but just as an example. Yeah. You know, say, hey, maybe, you know, maybe you skipped a day or something like that. And, and when we respect each other, those are the things that start to reflect in the environment. But these people are doing, they're doing it, you know, uh, butt backwards, man. It's just totally backwards. And this is how, how we have so many problems. So, folks, you know, this is this stuff is coming down the pipe. This is the stuff that they are looking to rule over. It's us the with. ultimate weapon. It's, it's it, I mean, and it's happening, you know, mm -hmm. but it may not be too late to push back, you know, and that's what we try to do here at the Virtue Signals. You know, see what we can do to kind of, you know, rah-rah uh, uh, y'all a little bit, you know. Yeah, to ammo you up a little, yeah. Thank you, man. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do, and we hope that we are useful in that, and we hope that you appreciate it, because we sure appreciate you guys watching over here at the Virtue Signal, and, uh, you know, boogie on over to BillWhittle.com, become a supporter, work that share button, do the tweets and the, and, uh, and the gabs and the Facebooking and all that sort of stuff. Hit all the buttons. Hit all the buttons, baby. All right, for Bill Whittle, I'm Alfonso Rachel, Virtue Signal. See you guys next time.